twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about using two-way radios on a cruise. We'll discuss the advantages of using radios over cell phones on a cruise ship, tips for using radios for such a trip on a ship, and some radios we recommend for taking a cruise. We'll also review the new Motorola Talk About MS350R and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. Okay, we've talked about a lot of different activities where two-way radios can come in handy or can even become a necessity. Uh, let's see, we've talked about using them when out camping or hunting in the woods right? and when traveling on road trips. But two-way radios are also handy to have on a cruise. That's right, Rick. Well, with summer winding down here, we've gotten a lot of questions uh, over the last few months from um, our customers that are looking for radios to take on a cruise ship. So we thought this would be an appropriate topic to uh, address on the show here. I guess the the first thing we should talk about is why people would want to take two-way radios on a cruise ship. This may seem obvious to us with a you know we deal with two-way radios all the time, but let's go through a few of the advantages of two-way radios on a cruise ship. The biggest one is cell phones may work on a cruise ship, but they're very very expensive. You're looking at a dollar plus per minute to use a cell phone, so Cell phones are out of the question for most people. So if you're going on a cruise with a group or with your children, you're going to need a way to stay in touch. Because most likely you're going to be doing different activities on the cruise ship from your kids or from other people in your group. So two-way radios give you a way to stay in touch with your group. Also, two-way radios are relatively low cost. So for $50, 60 $70, you can get a pair of radios and uh, you know that's not going to break the bank and it's well worth that amount to be able to stay in touch while you're, you're on the boat. Two-way radios are, are also extremely common on a cruise ship. They even sell them typically on the cruise. So they're, they're easily replaceable. If, if uh, somebody drops one in the ocean, you can go down to the, the gift store on, on the boat that you're on and I don't know, you'll pay $200 for a set <laughs> there probably. <laughs> but uh, they are so popular that they do sell them on board at, at highly inflated cost. And they're using the same GMRS system as the, the radios that we sell. So put them on the same channel and, and you, you've got a new radio. Now, some of these cruise ships, they do offer cell services and they're kind of expensive, but not all of them do, I would, I would imagine. Well, everyone, uh, I recently took a cruise of, uh, two or three months ago and they had cell service, and I believe the one I took before that also had cell service. I, I, Every time I've been on one, they have, and, and mm-hmm. I learned the hard way. 
I took radios on the last cruise, but we had our cell phones as well. A month later, I get our phone bill. We just did a lot of texting. I had $98 in text, Ooh. just in the texting <laughs> part of it. Yeah, as and, soon yeah, as we walked on the ship, it hits. Um, you get a text message saying, uh, by the way, you're on the, the ship's cell phone uh, network now, and it's going to cost 50 cents a dollar a text, something like that, something crazy. So I didn't you know, get that text. Right? You didn't? No, or I wouldn't have. <laughs> no, no, question is, is that text free, or did they charge you for that one? <laughs> that text is, that's your last free text for several <laughs> days. <laughs> but as I soon as just, that text came through, I told the kids to turn the cell phones off. I could just see you get that text message. You know, at this point on, you're going to you're going to be getting charged fifty cents per text message, uh, <laughs> starting with this one. Right. <laughs> Here's your first fifty cent charge. Uh, right. Well, no cell phone because of the expense. Cell phones are out the window you, you don't want to use cell phones on a cruise just as a way of keeping in touch with other people on the cruise they're good for emergencies i mean if you you know if somebody back on shore a family member or something needs to get in touch with you while you're on the boat maybe yeah. you leave your cell phone on for that reason but you know you don't want to use a cell phone to find out you know if your kids are going to make dinner tonight or something <laughs> uh, as if your kid do your kids make dinner at night? <laughs> sometimes they don't make it to dinner uh at, with us because they're off doing their own thing yeah because i mean there's so much i mean these these cruise ships are large there are a lot of activities there's so much to do you're on a confined place pretty much there's still plenty of places to get lost or, or oh, I no should doubt. say, to, to hide yourselves. And, oh, so absolutely. You, you can stay out of sight for as long as you want on, on uh, a cruise. And, you know, there's several activities going on uh, at once all the time. And that's even if you want to participate in a big activity. I mean, if you just want to go to the bar and have a drink 24 hours a day. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> take advantage of that sometimes. <laughs> I know people that, you know, I've heard people that go on cruises and that's what they do. They, they, they just go for the buffet. 24-7. Or the midnight pizza bar. And uh, so, uh, you know, two-way radio. I can see where two-way radios are popular there. Right, right. Um, That kind of brings us to some of the things to look for when deciding on a two-way radio to take on a cruise ship. With the cruise ship, they're very large. They're made of steel. There's a lot of floors. So range may be an issue. If you choose a lower-powered two-way radio... You may have an issue if you're staying on the bottom floor and your kids are on the sports deck. You may have an issue with range. So I would recommend choosing a radio that is medium to high powered. On uh, the most recent cruise that I took, we took four radios. We took a pair of Midland GXT 1000s and a pair of Motorola MR350s. And each of these models worked great. We stayed... um, we were on deck five. Deck four is the lowest floor on the ship we were on where passengers could stay. Before, below that, it was um, people that worked on the ship. So we were fairly low down. Mm-hmm. And I was able to communicate from the room to when the kids were on the main deck. And we didn't spend a lot of time testing radios. I mean, my wife and kids are who I was with on the cruise, and for some reason they don't get as excited about testing radios <laughs> as, as I do. <laughs> so we basically just use radios like um, a, a normal family would on a cruise ship. Well, in a sense, that's one big test. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it was great. And with 
both of these sets of radios, we, we, we didn't have any issues. Everything was great. And I would consider these higher-powered radios, the 350 and the GXT-1000. That's a good point. You brought along two sets of radios by different manufacturers, different models, and they were compatible with each other. Right. That's one thing that that is a good plus with using radios on on board a ship, is that you can mix and match them a little bit. Right. Everyone on that that ship that's using radios are going to be using GMRS and FRS radios. So, um, I don't know, let's say you meet a family as soon as you get on the cruise ship at dinner the first night, and uh, you guys want to hang out, and they're using radios as well. You can join the same channel privacy code combination they're on and and communicate with them throughout your time on the ship. And going back to your earlier uh, point about buying radios or a, a replacement radio on board the ship, if you do happen to lose a radio or something happens to it, and you have to go get a replacement from the purser's office or something, it's not a problem. Right. Compatibility is not going to be an issue. Um, I mean, stick with consumer-grade radios for a mm-hmm. cruise ship. You don't want to take a business radio on a boat. Or maybe you do, but if, if you take I've had a, a few people do that and want to uh, buy some Olympias or you know some ICOMs even. Uh, a little the, bit more power, but... The reason for doing that would be to get a higher-powered radio and to reduce interference yeah. with... FRS, GMRS radios with everybody on the boat using that same type of radio, you're going to have to use privacy codes to cut yeah. down on interference. And you need to be aware that anything you say over a radio is going to be overheard by someone else using radios on the ship. If you go with a business yeah. grade radio, the frequencies you're going to be on are going to be more exclusive. You're not going to have to worry so much about interference. But uh, I would still recommend a consumer-grade radio unless you have a very good reason for taking a business radio. Now, taking a business radio on board a cruise, in addition to the privacy issue, I would take it you would probably get a little bit more time out of it as far as the battery is concerned. Generally, business radio batteries uh, are much better than consumer-grade radio batteries, but they're also proprietary to the radio you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I liked about the Midland and the Motorola's that I took with me, you can use regular AA batteries in either one of those radios. Now, on the rechargeable battery, you only get around 8 hours of battery life, 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. And that's not usually enough if you're for a full day of activity on a cruise ship. So you're going to need to either spend some time to charge them during the day or um, have some backup AA's to get you through when you need it but business radios the battery life may be longer it may be long enough to get you through a a typical day you can see batteries with 12 14 16 hours of life and that would probably be sufficient now here's a here's something else i'd like to throw out about the business radios as far as being out in the open sea in international waters the license requirements on business radios would not necessarily apply would they you're in international waters i don't think anyone's going to be able to come after you um <laughs> regarding any licensing yeah. issues right so that's that's an if interesting leave, if, i don't know what the the laws are concerning this but i i would say you know follow the law if, you, if you're leaving a u.s port you want to follow the u.s laws now if your boat your ship docks in another country and you get off the ship 
mm-hmm. in that country, then you probably need to be aware of what the radio laws are in that country before using your radio. Um, you're going to see a lot of people will still take the radios off the ship. Uh, technically, you may not be allowed to do so. Depending on what kind of radios you have and what the laws country, are for those radios. Certain those countries regulate um, the way frequencies are used differently than the United States. It's probably overall best, if you're not sure, just to use the radios when you're out at sea and That's right. on the ship. Another thing to be concerned about is privacy codes. When you choose a radio, be sure to get one that supports privacy codes. Because there's so much radio use on board, your radios could be unusable mm-hmm. if you don't have privacy codes as an option. Just because there's so much radio traffic, privacy codes are going to let you filter that out and only hear the conversation between your group. So be sure to choose a model that supports privacy codes. And when you set them up, set them up to go in. Don't use pick the first privacy code that's in the list. In other words, don't go to channel one with privacy yeah. code one because everybody else everybody is going to be else is probably, literally you know, pick, half the people on board yes. are going to be on channel one privacy code one. And that's what I tell everybody. When we go, we use like a privacy code thirty. I mean, some just oddball. Sometimes we'll throw a digital one in there, but throw an oddball one in there. You know, if because. First time we took some on there, we used a generic privacy code. You know, the first privacy code, sixty-seven point zero, and you, you you hear quite a few uh, interesting c- conversations <laughs> and stuff you don't want your kids to hear, and you know, <laughs> pick up all kinds of stuff. So when you go in, set them up before you leave, and and put in a, a, a goofy privacy code, something that's probably not going to be used. The that's goofy, what it, the goofier the better. That's right. <laughs> Another thing I'd like to point out is to stay away from channels eight through fourteen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Channels 8 through 14 on these radios are FRS-only channels. So when you're using the, the radios on 8 through 14, they will automatically drop in power to half a watt, a watt. because FRS is limited to that. So if you're not getting the range you expect, check your channel. If you're on 8 through 14, then uh, you probably just dropped your radio from a 2 watt to a half a watt. So. Stick with 1 through 7 or 15 through 22, and you'll, you'll get much better range. Well, probably not 1 anyway. Uh, to me, it, it seems that when people just, you know, turn on the radio and just leave it on channel 1, that, that to me is just laziness. <laughs> it's just it's not reading, bother, it's you know? not understanding the product yeah. or reading the manual probably. Or, um, you know, and you can get away with that in, in a lot of places. But on a cruise ship, you're not going to be happy with your radios if you're on channel 1, privacy code 1, because... The There's airways, be a, a yeah, lot of chatter. The airways will be saturated with. Yeah. I guess uh, a few models of radio that I would recommend, I think, would work really well on a cruise ship, are uh, to mention a couple: the GXT one thousand VP four from Midland, and the Motorola MR three fifty R are radios that I've taken on a cruise, and I can tell you they work great on a average size cruise ship. Also, the Cobra. CRX 925, that radio is a very powerful radio, but um, it has a lithium battery. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to deal with the double A's, this radio probably has the longest battery life of any radio that we sell. It's uh, got a long life lithium battery. Some customers have told us they've gotten 16 or so hours on a full charge there. So um, you don't have the option with that radio of using double A's or triple A batteries, but it's a longer life battery. 
and it's a very powerful radio. So the Cobra CRX925 would be a good choice as well. The um, Motorola MS350R mm-hmm. is new for Motorola. It's a high-powered radio. It's waterproof. Um, it's very, very good feature-filled radio. That one would be a good option as well. Yeah, and we're going to review it um, in this episode uh, a little bit later on. That's cool little radio. Oh, excuse me. That's trademarked. That's right. <laughs> Let's go over a few quick tips for just using the radios on a cruise overall. Okay. I'd say the first thing to consider is to make sure you pack one for everybody in the group. Make sure you That's good one advice. For everybody. And then uh, maybe consider purchasing the medium to the high-power GRMS radios that are maybe weather or waterproof. That's... I we didn't talk important. so much about weather or waterproofing, but uh, if you're you're on a cruise ship, there's a chance, I mean, you're not going to be, drop, you're not going to be in the ocean a lot because you're on a ship. But uh, there are pools, there are slides. There's a chance you're going to get rain. So a weather or waterproof radio is a good idea. Well, I would imagine that you're on a ship, you're surrounded on all sides by water anyway, and I imagine it gets pretty humid out there. That's right. So depends on where you're cruising, I'm sure, but. Um, if you're out in, out in the Bahamas or somewhere, it's you know the, the weather's going to be pretty warm and and uh, it's, or it's going to be hot on the decks. How how hot do you think? That, how hot does it get on the deck? You guys been out there on on the ship? Depends on where you go and what what time of the year you go. I went on to I went to Cozumel in uh, January and it was uh, 93 degrees in, down there on in January. Imagine uh, it got the, the humid Baha- on the ship there. Too. It was it was hot on the ship, but. Uh, you know, closer you get to the equator, of course. But yeah. Bahamas, I've been to the Bahamas in May, and it's it's ungodly hot. A lot of rain, um, but but yeah, it's, it's it gets hot. So, and the reason I'm saying this is because high humidity can definitely have an effect on electronics, mm-hmm. and uh, the radios are no exception. That's why I think it's a good idea to have one that's weatherproof, if not waterproof, at least somewhat weatherproof. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, purchase radios that work on rechargeable batteries and regular disposables, regular alkalines. Right. Uh, I think that's important. And and take along some extra batteries. You know, as a matter of fact, I think it's probably a good idea to take a, maybe grab an extra rechargeable battery. If you can get pick up an extra rechargeable battery for that radio, charge them all up. Charge everything up before you leave. And then... When you're when you're out there, because chances are you're probably going to be having too much fun to think about charging up the radios. <laughs> right. You you don't want to be left with a dead battery. At least yeah. think before you leave uh, about your battery situation. And if if you go with double A's, be sure you're prepared. If you if you feel like you don't want to deal with the hassle of switching out batteries, and you go with a longer life battery or a lithium battery radio, just know what you're looking at. And be sure to charge them at night. If you forget to put the radio on the charger at night, you're without a radio the next day. Um, Yeah, and and of course, uh, you mentioned uh, using privacy codes to cut down the interference from other radio users. um, That's essential. Yeah, and then uh, keep keep in mind the laws of various countries that you'll be going to port, you know, in their jurisdictions and make sure that you're abiding by those laws. If you're not sure, just, just stick to using them out at sea. That's right. Any other things that uh, that we forgot here as far as... I think we covered it. Yeah, I think we did. We got if it. If anybody has any questions, um, feel free to email or call us. 
Well, coming up, we'll review the new Motorola Talk About MS350R two-way radio. Does it cruise? Well, we'll find out next on the two-way radio show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy two-way radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. This week, we're going to review a brand new FRS GMRS radio from Motorola, the Talkabout MS350R. Well, the MS350R is, like Rick said, brand new. It, uh, we've had it for about a week now. Um, we've known for a few months about this radio and really excited about it. This is uh, Motorola's waterproof floatable radio. GMRS frequencies. Uh, it is repeater capable, um, which is very similar to like the uh, MR350Rs, MR355Rs. Typically get about two miles in typical urban conditions. Um, but the, the main thing, it's got all kinds of features on it. You know, it's got the LED flashlight on it. It does have the power boost option. You can transmit now lower power, higher power. But what makes this radio is the waterproof capabilities. We had our Motorola rep in here um, the other day just raving about this radio. Um, they've done a nice job with it as far as, you know, it is fully waterproof. Um, it's submersible up to three yeah, this, meters. This is a JIS-7 waterproof, That's which right. is fully submersible. Uh, for up to 30 minutes, I yep, believe. Yep, three not, meters of water for 30 minutes. Not that it would probably be submerged very long. It, it would floats. not because it, <laughs> it floats. And um, Anthony mentioned our Motorola rep was in here the other day. He, he talked about the lengths that they went to in designing this radio. To make it floatable, there has to be an air pocket inside the radio. So they took care in where they placed the air pocket. The radio itself is yellow. So if you drop this in water, it will float, but it'll also, it's, it's designed so that it flips over so the yellow faceplate is on top. So, so you, you drop it, it in water, it's easier right. to see. Yeah. That's exactly right. And that's, that's, I think that took a lot of thought in, in that process to, to do that. I mean, yeah, it is yellow, so you're going to see it. And you're going to see it in a swimming pool. You're going to see it in a, a lake, ocean, you know. I don't think anybody else does that, where it's going to flip itself over to to show the yellow front. You know, there's a lot a lot of these, all these radios that are that are waterproof and float like this in the water. 
most all of the ones I've seen have yellow faceplates, and you think, well, well, why yellow? Why specifically yellow? And I think it really has to do with the the reflection on the water. You know, the water. Yeah, they've been making. I mean, every for years, everything that's that's waterproof or floatable, they make them yellow. Seems like that's always been the case. But I mean, some people may not be crazy about the yellow face, um, but it's. It does serve a purpose. It serves um, a function. I, I think the main reason is because, especially during the daylight hours, when you've got light reflecting off the water, it's hard to see something that's floating in the water that size. I mean, and it's not a tiny radio, but it's, you know, when you've got it in the, the drink somewhere, it's right. um, among all the waves, uh, it's not going to be the easiest thing to see. That's so right. the, the yellow really stands out even in a bright daylight. It stands out somewhat. So I think that's the... Serves a, a, a useful function, no doubt. But in each in each kit of the MS three hundred and fifty Rs, you get the two radios, you get the two belt clips, two uh, nickel metal hydrate batteries, rechargeable batteries, the dual desktop charger. Uh, they do put a, a an emergency checklist sheet inside. You know something to. We're having a lot of disasters and things across the U.S. and I mean all over the world for that matter and. They've kind of taken a step further. You know, radios are a key ingredient inside an emergency kit, mm-hmm. a readiness kit. And they put a little checklist in there, you know, to tell you, you know, put some blankets in there, put uh, X amount of protein in there, or, you know, water or whatever, you know, bandages. Um, so that does come with it as well. It's a be a great little radio for that kind of kit. Well, yeah, uh, especially it, it has, like, the weather channels. Yeah, it does have the weather channels on it. It has the channels it. weather channels. Um, but, yeah, you... Get all that for eighty nine ninety nine. Um, they've been in the last week. They've been a good seller. We, we've uh, we've blogged about them. We're talking about them now. We're, we've been excited about it, and and folks are uh, folks are definitely taking an interest into it. And I think anytime you can throw a waterproof radio out there, a true waterproof, people love that. And you know, Motorola uh, stands behind their product as well. So, well, it's an interesting product anyway because because it's been a long awaited product. Uh, we first announced it, and I think that was what back March, April, something yeah, like that. Sometimes in a while, just, uh, yeah, earlier in the year, we were getting comments from from customers saying, "Hey, I, you know, when is this radio going to be here? We're waiting for this radio. When is it going to ship?" Right, and you know, we're just waiting for word from Motorola as to when it was going to ship. It was actually but, delayed, and that, that's why we didn't take pre-orders for this. We had requests uh, for, for people wanting to take pre-orders, but. We couldn't get a firm date on when it was shipped. That's right. And, and it, it was originally end of June, but uh, it ended up being pushed back a month. It was interesting the the amount of enthusiasm that people had for this radio, before, you know, just from the announcement saying it was coming. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I think people really wanted, they, they liked the features in, in this radio, and, and it just... This is going to be like a, a big good. seller. I mean, a radio that, that's truly waterproof at this price point and with Motorola, this, this is really similar in, in waterproofing to a Uniden radio, but um, Uniden just doesn't have the accessory selection that Motorola has. With, with this MS350, you can use any of hundreds of Motorola headsets or accessories, so um, this is going to be the right radio for a lot of uses. Now, keep in mind this this radio is a little bit larger than the typical Motorola radio. In order to make it waterproof, they had to make the case a little larger than you're probably used to. So it's it's a little bulkier than a, a typical Motorola 
Well, they also specifically designed uh, it for the grip too to make sure you don't right. It feels great in your hand. Uh, lose it. I like that they put the uh, the loop on top of it as well for mm-hmm. a, a lot of jet skiers and things like that. Wearing a life preserver, you, or a, lanyard a lot of times, or something. Yeah. A lot of times they have a clip on there um, on the, on your life jacket. You can clip that on there and and good to go. Yeah, I mean they 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 designed this specifically to make it difficult to drop in the water. Yeah, <laughs> or anywhere else. And yeah, and you see several changes for the waterproofing as well. No, there's no volume knob on top. The volume keys are on the front of the radio. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, So far, so good with it. It's done well for us so far. Excited to see what it does. Uh, It'll be going going on the uh, next cruise with me, I think. Last cruise I went on, I took another floatable radio, waterproof radio, and I thought it was great to throw it in the pool. And, and, you know, kids are in there. Here, throw them the radio and it float (laughs) and work and... You know, I'm sure this will do the same thing. So I'm excited to see how it does. Uh, gives me an excuse to take a cruise. <laughs> Product <laughs> did you, testing. Did you get it back, or somebody grab it and run? No, away kids with grabbed it. it. Kids had it. Yeah, they, and they worked uh, worked just fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the only reason why I'd be hesitant to try it out there. So I'm afraid somebody's going to pick it up and run away. That's so right. It's mine. Uh, but um, I guess it has your seal yeah, of approval it's there. It's cool. A, it's a cool little radio. There you go. TM. That's right. Okay. Well, we have some questions from our blogs and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. And the first one, the first one I, I think is a pretty good one to start off with. This one's from uh, Zimmy Bree. And uh, Zimmy Bree says, Hi, I want to get into the communications industry, and I'm hoping some of you guys can help me out. I'm wondering how I can get an entry-level job programming radios or servicing two-way communications equipment for companies. I have a general and basic understanding of simplex, duplex, conventional, and trunked systems, APCO, etc. I have seen quite a few jobs open for many businesses that rely on two-way radio equipment. I am tech-savvy, have some IT certs, but feel the IT field is so vast and broad, it's just really hard to grip anymore and becoming pretty boring. Any advice you can give me on CBT, certifications, courses, job ideas would really help out. I have no idea how to get started. I've seen some basic communication jobs requiring experience, which I unfortunately don't have. However, there did not appear to be any significant educational requirements with the postings I saw. Well, sounds like he's on the right track. Um, My suggestion is that he's going to need to look at local two-way radio dealers. Mm -hmm. Um, Companies that use two-way radios are most likely not going to be the looking for a two-way radio technician unless they're an extremely large company and you know power plants things like that where there's hundreds and hundreds of radios on site and even then the guy that maintains the radio is oftentimes the same guy that maintains the computer system or the network yeah, that's right um, if he's looking to specialize in two-way radio uh, in technical two-way radio side of things he's going to need to go find a local two-way radio dealer and uh, apply for a job find out if they're hiring Maybe a um, two-way radio repair depot some somewhere or something. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I know in this economic climate that uh, there are a lot of people uh, out there looking for work, and, and uh, certain other industries have kind of dried up. But at the same time, there are industries where there are new opportunities opening up. And I think he's, he's on the right track in terms of looking for other options and maybe – you know, utilizing his skills, maybe developing a few new skills to go out and 
and find something that could open up, you know, where he can utilize those skills for those new opportunities. Yeah, um, I, I he's like on the, the right way track thinking. there. Yeah. And uh, are you in the Carolinas? <laughs> I'm, I, I certainly wish him all the best on that. Charlotte, North Carolina area, come come talk to us. I wish him all the best. Um, here's a comment, actually, and this was this is a comment regarding. I, I'm going to read this because it, it goes back to the uh, discussion we had regarding the FCC's proposed changes to GMRS. Uh, Danny, you'd written a, a blog post about that some time back as well, kind of a summary about it, right? And um, he had a comment about it, and, and it was relevant to um, another question we got on the uh, previous episode of the Two-Way Radio Show, asking about it, an update about proposed uh, changes. And his comment here is, um, he says, the licensing part of GMRS needs enforcement or elimination. I favor the FCC elimination of licensing, which scares people away from using the radio or forces them to bootleg anyway. My only concern is over repeater use. I hope the FCC does not eliminate the use of Part 95 repeaters. I see them as valuable, especially when they are open. Mr. Feimster's comments are spot on. And that was... uh, Well, thanks for the comment. I I agree with you on repeater use. And um, from reading the documents from the FCC, I don't think that there's a a huge risk that they're going to eliminate GMRS repeaters. If I recall in the FCC document, they basically just threw out an open question going uh, asking for feedback on what the ramifications of eliminating repeater use would be um i I don't think that's a something that they're seriously considering and it wasn't in the proposal that they put out that their suggestion for the changes didn't include the elimination of repeater use it was just included a comment about you know, hey, let us know what you guys think about eliminating repeater. And I think they've gotten a lot of uh, <laughs> negative feedback on that idea. Probably. A lot of people are all of a sudden, once the word repeater is even mentioned, it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I read through a lot of the comments that people submitted on this proposal, and there were a lot of GMRS clubs across the country that I guess had every member submit feedback against eliminating repeaters so if, if they were asking for feedback on that idea they got it they got it so hopefully uh that will help influence their decision in a more positive direction i guess right okay well i think that does it for our questions this week uh send in your comments and questions for danny anthony or myself to show at buy two if you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. Um, before we go, uh, any other questions so. or comments? No, nothing? Um, I can't hear your head shake from here. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> just messing with you. Um, and just to let everyone know, you can subscribe to the Two Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, the Zoom Marketplace, Blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. Now, you can listen to us on your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, and WebOS phones, particularly through Stitcher. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at stitcher.com. Uh, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. 
As always, everyone, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And we're out.